for like the last like five, 10 minutes, I really needed to pee. And I was like, oh, I'm just going to push through this. <laughs> See, <laughs> Sam's already following my dog. Yep. <laughs> What's the uh, Instagram name? I, I listened to it. I heard what you said, but I was like, I got to go to the restroom. So I'm not even like <laughs> going to look for it. <laughs> and now for something completely different. Everybody's going to die. Come watch TV. There is nothing wrong with your television set. You are about to participate in a great adventure. Change the channel, Marge. <laughs> TV makes sense. It has structure, logic, rules. Welcome to TV Makes Sense, the podcast where you find great episodes of TV that make more sense out of heavy subject matter than anything else we've ever seen in our real lives. <laughs> I'm your co-host, Matt Kale, and... With me, as always, are my co-hosts, who I will let introduce themselves. I'm Sam. And I am Gus. And if you're listening to this episode, hopefully you've heard the first three episodes of TV Make Sense, where we each took turns picking episodes of TV that we had all seen before and all loved and series we were familiar with. So I think this time around, we decided we're going to switch it up a little bit and uh, do some series that uh, we're not all familiar with so sam had the first pick and she went with scrubs uh in the episode of season one episode four my old lady uh now i very unfamiliar with scrubs i've seen i don't even know how many episodes um before we get into sam i guess gus you're gus you're familiar with scrubs you watched it before uh, yeah i've seen the show before i, I got into it because it was you know i don't know i think because of the actors i think I, I i got into it um but yeah i love the show it's great good humor there's a lot of emotional things that play out um and it just pull out your heartstrings i love i love the show the show's really great minus the last couple seasons it's, yeah we'll, we'll talk about we'll, we'll get talk into about it that. <laughs> that don't exist yeah. so, so sam this was your pick like um it, where does this know our last episode which to the listener was only two weeks ago but we recorded this back to back with uh with uh charlie work like where where's where's scrubs in your list oh it's it's high ish on my list probably in my top 10 there's just so much good tv that it's hard to put anything up there but um i got into it like maybe Definitely not while it was on the air because it only ended in, I think, 2010. Um, But I think I was getting into it just as it was ending. But how I came across it was I kept hearing the hype from Reddit, um, particularly like the really, really deep and and emotional parts, specifically like real scrub fans will know the quote, where do you think we are? And it like just kills you. So if, if you ever make it to that, you know, you know what I mean, but, oh, it's, it's a good. So I was like, I don't know. I'm a glutton for punishment. So I was like, yeah, I want to watch a, a sitcom and cry a whole bunch. 
I'm that evil like that. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're referencing, but I've heard that reference before. Yeah. Where yeah. yeah. Um, so I was curious. It had my attention, had my curiosity, and uh, was not disappointed, but was also disappointed. Um, I also like love Zach Braff. So, and then I grew to love all the other actors on this. Sarah Chalk is like incredible. She's in a lot of other stuff and I love her. So yeah, it's, it's a show that I've rewatched a few times. It's now on Disney plus. So it's a lot easier to watch. Um, Cause it was on, it was, I think on Netflix for a while, at least in Canada, but it was taken off and kind of those few years where they started mm. just taking random stuff off. But so when you, uh, when you kind of said deciding on your pick, you said you've been, so like you've, You've been rewatching Scrubs? Like, do you yes. start at the start or do you just pick a random one and go? Start at the start because, like, it does kind of start a little bit goofier, but like, this is the fourth episode of the series. And it, like, really, it's like the first one that really sets the tone of what the entire show is going to be about, which is it's going to be super funny and goofy, but it's also like the next scene will break your heart. Mm. and so that just like really appeals to me so when i was looking back trying to like i did want to pick one of those episodes that did kind of destroy you emotionally um and this is this is like i will say like this one's it's heavy but it's it's mild compared to some of the other ones so i wanted to start us off easy and it's yeah i'm serious yes yeah yes Um, so yeah, so, but this one, like with it being early, you're still kind of like getting to know the characters a bit. So there's not, there's not as much like backstory that you kind of have to like fill in the blanks for, but yeah, but it's still, it still breaks your heart. Um, and another big part about Scrubs is that it has to have like, I think like three key things when I think Scrubs, it's gotta be like funny and goofy, be emotional and emotionally destroying and also have like very good music. I can't say for sure, but I feel like this is one of the sh- like the first shows that like s- like soundtrack and like record drops were like really 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 important. And I've looked it up a few times. Scrubs used How to Save a Life before Grey's Anatomy did because that was like the Grey's Anatomy song, but Scrubs used it first. So yeah, because. But yeah, because when I think record dry, I think I'm glad you said Grey's Anatomy because I would have that would have bugged me. Because um, I've mentioned that to my wife before. She's watching an episode of Grey's. So I was just like, you know, they play the song at the start and then again at the end, and it's like the theme of the entire episode. Yeah. But my wife's got that like uh, small percentage of people have that like they just don't give a shit about music. So she's not emotionally affected by music whatsoever. And the, wow. the puppy's proof she does have feelings. She feels feelings every day. Um, <laughs> But like music, like I mean, this episode, even just Hallelujah kind of wrecks me sometimes, right? Even without Mm -hmm. knowing what was about to happen. So, yeah, I mean, I think about Shrek and it makes me. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But uh, so, I mean, this was definitely before Grey's and uh, I mean, the OC was another big one. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Don't call it. Don't call it that. Oh, I don't have that (laughs) drop anymore. Um, Because, yeah, the OC was one. It was like getting your song on an episode of the OC was like. All right, yeah cool. it's uh 
It's like Oprah's book club for mm-hmm. <laughs> for, for emo music in the early 2000s. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So Gus, were you did you come in later on or were you watching it as it aired? Uh, I came in later on. Um, but like Sam said, I was a big fan of Zach Braff as well. Um, I don't know. I just found them funny and Turk. I liked their relationship. Their little bromance. It's mm. it's fucking adorable. And it gets even not worse, but it gets even better as the show progresses. Yeah. Yeah. Like Sam was saying, they have some episodes where it's purely musical or um, yeah, the music is great. What did you, what do you guys know Zach Baff from other than uh, being uh, girls with low self-esteem and being, a, <laughs> there's being dozens fun. of us. <laughs> Didn't he come out in the movie uh, Jersey State or something like that? Um, Garden, uh, yeah, Garden State. Garden State. Garden State. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's where I'm going from. I feel like he was just like a fixture of the early 2000s, like, and, and probably because of like, because of the show, but like, I didn't watch the show when it first came out, which I think was like 2001 it first started. I was mm. 10, so I wasn't watching it, but I think I just always knew who he was, and I was like, mm. I just like him. He just yeah. seems funny. Yeah, I don't... I knew I knew of him. I, and I'm pretty sure I watched... I know my sister was really into the show when it first came out. Um, she would have been... This aired... This yeah, it started. It's actually I found one of my things I researched. The show was actually supposed to premiere on September 11th. Oh Jesus! Was obviously delayed by a few weeks. Um, yeah, so this this episode aired uh, October 16th, 2001. I mean that's like six weeks after 9/11. Like mm. I guess we were <laughs> we didn't want com- we wanted comedies to be sad at the time. I don't know, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I never, I definitely, uh, I know I avoided Garden State specifically because I got to mention all the emo music. So like when I got to university, like uh, it was definitely the movie that like a bunch of the girls in the dorm were fawning over. So like naturally I had to be snarky and not like, <laughs> so I, I still haven't, still haven't seen it after all these years. But, um, yeah, I, um, the little bit I watched, uh, I, re- I recognized Turk from uh, Clueless. Yes. Um and then I don't even think Clueless the movie. I'm thinking of Clueless the TV series. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you remember that? <laughs> um, and then um, in my head, I, I always thought that uh, I'd look up the actress's name, Krista Miller, who played Jordan Sullivan. Um, I guess she was only a um, recurring character. Uh, but I recognized her from the Drew Carey show. She was, what was her name? Kate or whatever on the uh, Drew Carey show. But Apparently she's I think married she's in to the Cougar Town too. Yeah, and what else? She's showing up on. No, no, I'm confusing her with the uh, the one for me. I'm confusing her with the actress who played uh, Mrs. California in season eight of The Office, the one from ER. Um, but yeah, she's a. Uh, yeah, I mean, been and stuff. Apparently, she's married to uh, Bill Lawrence, the creator. Is what oh. I learned. It's what I learned from the internet this morning. <laughs> um, but yeah, I uh, I guess I didn't. Necessarily recognize Zach Braff. Um, John C. McGinley uh, obviously shows up in all sorts of great <laughs> stuff. Uh, to he me, he was in something else before that, right? Oh, you've been in a ton of stuff before that. Yeah. Um, I was looking through his IMDb. I didn't even bother writing it down. There's just so many, so many points. Uh, to me, uh, he's a uh, one of the Bobs from Office Space. <laughs> that's oh yeah. Where, that's where I saw him. Yeah. 
before I got into Scrubs. And I think he was the reason I got into it because he was in that and also the animal. He played the cop, I think, uh, opposite Rob Schneider. That's, <laughs> that's very possible. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Rob Schneider is a stapler. <laughs> uh, nice. Everybody watched the animal in 2003. <laughs> of course. It's nothing to be. I don't know why we all gave Rob Schneider a chance. <laughs> I didn't know I'd expect to be talking about Rob Schneider. <laughs> <laughs> you never know what's going to come out. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, so, and then uh, you mentioned Sarah Chalk earlier. So, like, uh, I guess I was aware enough of the show when she showed up as uh, Stella and How I Met Your mm-hmm. Mother. I was like, oh, yeah, she was uh, she was from Scrubs. Like, I'd recognize mm-hmm. her. I've always rec- recognized her as uh, the woman from Scrubs. And then, uh, yeah, she's, uh, I noticed it as I was, um, you know, preparing drops. I was like, she's the voice of Beth on Rick and Morty. And so, like, when you just definitely isolate her voice, especially a line that she uses in this episode. I like to use sex as an icebreaker. Oh. And how's that working out for you? I guess I don't have what you would call high self-esteem. <laughs> that's, that's just, you can put that right into an episode of Rick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I guess I really, I didn't really pick up any. And uh, you mentioned the, I've already forgotten the very sad line that you mentioned, but is there any sort of, like, uh, you know, we've gone through, like, catchphrases, quotes, scenarios, like the kind of stuff you quote in everyday life, like, um, what kind of stuff are you guys bringing into everyday life from Scrubs? I feel like not enough people around me watch it to like pick up on different things, but like um, periodically JD will get picked up and he'll go Eagle. So any opportunity I can, I'll, I'll say that. And people just like, like, Oh, she's just being weird again. <laughs> um. No, I don't feel like that there's a whole lot of, and maybe I'm just missing them, but I don't feel like there's a lot of like, there's recurring jokes, but not really a lot of like recurring lines. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't, it's been a while since I've actually binged the show. And because it is an older show, like Sam said, I don't know a lot of people who have even seen the show. I, I never hear it mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I hate to say it. I love the show, but I just I just forget lines, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I probably have that problem with uh with Thirty Rock. It would come across it. Um, well, actually, Thirty Rock and Parks and Recreation. Like, you guys know me long enough that I can just pull an office and a community quote out of my ass at any point. But like, <laughs> yeah. Um, whenever I was prepping stuff like Parks and Recreation or or Thirty, like Parks is usually not too bad because there's so many memes about it that usually mm-hmm. I can. Kind of think of something but like 30 rock and like 30 rock just has so much dialogue you have to do it so yeah i could see it going through here because there's some great lines in this episode but yeah it's uh i mean there's one we'll get to it when we get to it but there's definitely one line i think i might start <laughs> infusing into my everyday life <laughs> um but yeah it's yeah i i get that um although i definitely i'm very bad for just quoting i think i think most of the things i say out loud are just the lines of movie dialogue Okay, well, we'll get to it now. Um, they do like a connect four bit. Yeah, that's, where, that's what I was talking about. Yeah. Okay, so like that whole thing, it's like a spoof on a commercial uh, from the nineties for connect, the connect four. Yeah, it's the old connect four commercial. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
the amount of times that I pull that entire commercial <laughs> and nobody knows what I'm talking about. And it's a long enough quote that although I'm expecting a laugh, it's long enough that people kind of have to like sit and like just let it happen to them. And it just ends with people being uncomfortable because I say the whole thing. There, I win. Where? I can't see. There, diagonally. Pretty sneaky, sis. Pretty sneaky, death. <laughs> I lost it when I came up. Like... <laughs> so the Board show game does commercials a lot from of the like... 90s. <laughs> yeah, it's a niche market. Yeah, yeah. The show does do like quite a few of these little like JD fantasies where mm. like mm-hmm. cutaways to just like his inner dialogue and um it gets it kind of gets like not phased out through the series but it becomes like a little bit less not even less goofy but i noticed this time rewatching it they did a lot of um like sound effects like Mm -hmm. whooshes and and so that kind of gets phased out a bit like a a bit of the whimsicalness um kind of comes out of it and which is good because it it would get a little bit um annoying after eight seasons. Yeah. Eight seasons. <laughs> eight seasons. Mm-hmm. Um we'll put a pin in that for just two seconds. <laughs> uh because yeah, my my impressions watching it were um it reminded me a lot because I've been uh, watching a bit of uh Malcolm in the Middle too, which would have started I think it started in 2000, maybe a little bit earlier. So like right this time frame and like that was kind of the non sequitur cutaway. I mean, Family Guy was doing it too, right? So like live action shows, I think we're kind of picking up on it. Like, so every time you see these cutaway gags and like, yeah, just that kind of weirdness was very, very early 2000s kind of style, mm-hmm. humor, which um, I don't know. I, I did kind of enjoy it uh, just because for kind of almost... It's weird having nostalgia about something I never actually seen before, but it, like it made me nostalgic. Like that's the way, um, like storytelling should be done. Like, yeah, and I, I feel like even like probably the Clueless TV series or like, you know, like Sabrina the Teenage Witch, like shit like that. Like that's just like mm-hmm. what uh, what sitcoms used to be like. And, yeah. So I don't know. Um, I find it's a lot like watching any sort of like comedy from the 1990s. You're like, this shit just would not like they would not make. Um, I think we talked about this a while ago. Ace Venture, a pet detective. Like, <laughs> like a movie about a guy being a pet detective. <laughs> I know, which I know was Gus's childhood dream. Like it. that would just <laughs> that movie would not like that would just be like, who's gonna watch this piece of shit? Right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> but, uh, it's a classic though, man. Uh, yeah. It truly is. It does a great job. Uh, yeah, I agree with you though. It wouldn't get Especially- me now. Especially when you watch it now and you realize that his landlord is uh, Hector Salamanca. Mm-hmm. Go back and watch. It. <laughs> all right, true. so all right, let's uh, let's pull the pin out. Um, <laughs> uh, now I like I've, I've heard just how bad season nine is, um, and you know, I, as our notes let up, you know, you always said you know, ignore season nine. Um, mm-hmm. I think I know I know the line. It's me pulling community quotes out of my ass uh, when they joke in season five at the start of season five of community. Uh, they're joking about how bad the last season of uh, of Scrubs was. 
It's like, yeah, Zach Braff was only there for eight episodes. And then Donald Glover's like, who would do that? And it was like, it was known that he was only going to be there for eight episodes of the season. So I like how they play on that. So yeah. So like, what's up? Okay. (laughs) Let's talk about it. I'll give you the TED talk here. So essentially the show wrapped up very nicely in season eight. The last episode of that season is called my finale and it was your typical series finale um so but season eight wasn't like super popular uh some people didn't like it i thought it was like okay and and had some like really strong episodes um but they tied everything together at the end nicely yeah Um, uh, i found this when i was doing some comedy night done right research is that NBC canceled at season seven, so it jumped to ABC for season eight. So oh, that might explain okay. some of. It's kind of like uh, when you go back and watch, like very similar to Brooklyn Nine Nine. Fox canceled it after season five, and then NBC ran the last six, seven, eight. Um, mm. And you can definitely tell there's a tonal difference. Like when you're binging it now on Netflix, like there's like you could see the it had the a bit more runoff. Um, yeah, but like you can tell like. There's something different going on. Yeah. So, yeah. So then I I guess they announced that they were going to do a season nine. But so why people don't like it. Um, like one season eight was wrapped up very nicely. So it just felt weird to do a season nine. And then it was just executed very poorly. Um just felt like an an add-on and afterthought um the hospital that the whole plate that the whole series took place in was apparently like torn down and then the new setting was in a medical school so these people that played doctors are just now suddenly like professors at a medical school so that seemed weird and i will say i haven't watched season nine um so this is all just what i've read so and then, you, won't, you won't even submit yourself to it. <laughs> no, no, it uh, it doesn't exist in my fantasy. Um, and then so like some of the main cast came back, and then some just did cameos. Um, but like JD, for instance, wasn't in it the whole time, but he would come back, and he would be like silly and goofy, like how he is. But like at the, at the end of season eight, he was like a grown character and he had all this character growth and he was like a different person than what he like kind of was written to be. Like he almost played a caricature of himself Mm. uh, when he was on. So it was just kind of like, like fan service, I guess. Yeah. Um, And then some of the other main characters, uh, one was Dave Franco um, who apparently was very, very unlikable. Um, And then they tried to have a female JD um, played by a really great actress, Eliza Coop, um, who some would know possibly from uh, criminally under- underrated Happy Endings, the amazing show. So she was supposed to be like a JD female version, um, and it just didn't work. Um, so Scrub fans collectively decided that they would deny that season nine never existed um so whenever it's brought up it's stressed that scrubs is an eight 
season show. Even Zach Braff has joked about that, that we don't talk about season nine. I feel like I should just uh, just watch season nine. <laughs> just to be contrary. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I can't see unless she was like, was she meant to be like this goofy JD that we're seeing now or like the mature? I don't even know because she's in season not she's in season eight and she's a very um I don't get the reference but he calls her Joe like Joe from Facts of Life so I I don't I don't get that reference but I think she's very like Joe was very butch I think is the yeah yeah what I've heard how she was because there's a joke I think it's on Community about uh Berta having a a crush on Joe from Facts of Life. And I'm like, mm-hmm. Joe, Joe was a girl. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know. Family Guy talks about, I don't think I've ever seen a Facts of Life. Well, it's interesting that I guess that, because uh, yeah, I, I know we're from Happy Endings. She does. She's on Community as the um, Secret Service agent <laughs> when okay. Joe Biden comes to visit. <laughs> yeah. um, also, she was on, uh, I haven't watched, I only watched like the first season of it, but uh, Future Man. A show that was way funnier than it had any right to be. Um, (laughs) um, Starred um, the kid from The Hunger Games. Um, Josh Hutchers, whatever his name is. But she plays like this badass commando from the future. Um, But she seems, yeah. I guess play the butch more a little Mm. little bit more than... uh, There's one episode I've watched of Scrubs. I don't find J.D. to be all that manly either, right? No. yeah, that's, he that's never weird. he never is. It's yeah. a recurring theme. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, because yeah, because Gus, you had mentioned like uh the bromance. Like that's definitely what I've seen a lot of the, the meme about what is it, mm-hmm. uh Turk what does he fall? He passes out playing basketball and then JD just lays next, or is it the other way around? Something like, like that. No, you like, have it right. I think Turk yeah. lays next to him. I didn't want you to feel embarrassed, so I gave him <laughs> lay next to you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it plays into the bromance. It's really nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, there's a musical number about it too mm-hmm. called guy love mm-hmm. well uh, beautiful. so is this is this one this they had uh, all musical episodes didn't they mm-hmm. the show mm-hmm. they have an episode where uh i believe it's the cast or the cast or the the playwrights that did avenue q um wrote a lot of the music and it's the stories that there's a woman that's in the hospital and she's like i think i'm going crazy like everything is a musical mm. and so there's these like drawn out like broadway songs and mm. she's like oh my god i'm going crazy mm. yeah and then just some random ones here and there but they're really good um mm-hmm. at least from our perspective you know mm-hmm. um <laughs> But yeah, so I was under the impression that there was two seasons with the new staff, uh, the interns, and mm-hmm. I didn't. I I watched the whole season, the all the, the whole season. I didn't like Dave Franco, and it just felt like they were trying to replicate the same type of uh, camaraderie that the original three had, but it just didn't work. It just felt forced, and the main characters weren't always there. You know, like JD would come out in a few episodes, and it was just odd. And yeah, I didn't like the new characters at all. They were no. they were this they weren't likable whatsoever. 
And like Sam said, season eight ended on a good note, and I was happy with it. <clears throat> but yeah, season nine just felt forced. Yeah, like it should have been a spinoff, but calling it Scrub season nine was like a disservice to it. Do yeah. the, uh, the Saved by the Bell call it uh, the college years? <laughs> yeah. Well, they did the college years and they did the new class where it was Dr. Building and Screech were mm. still at Bayside with new kids. I think that happened at one point. Yeah. Saved by the Bell was a confusing. I mean, it started out as Good Morning Miss Bliss. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah. and like, Started out in Idaho and all the next season, like half the kids are gone and they're all in California. (laughs) Weird. Um, Yeah, that's well, maybe I won't want to watch it because I feel like I don't think I've ever seen anything with Dave Franco that I haven't liked. So I don't Mm -hmm. know. Maybe I'll avoid. It's pretty unlikable in that. Um, Yeah, it's not good. Terrible. We'll see when I could. Like, I was pretty sold by this episode to at least, uh, at least give it a give it a shot i kind of yeah i think i think i really think the only reason i avoided it growing up was that my sister loved it so much <laughs> um, and then yeah i don't i really can't think of why i i didn't i didn't watch as much so like she would have i don't know if she was watching this first season because she would have she graduated in 2002 so she would have been out of the house so i don't know if she i don't know you're out there listening, Marley. <laughs> right in and tell us when you started watching Scrubs. <laughs> All this history. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I, I, th- I think that was just part of it. I was like, I don't want to watch that. Mm. I also didn't want to watch the OC either. And I'm trying to stand by that one. <laughs> um, so there's a few little things. Like I, I am aware. Um, I do have it rattling around about uh, the janitor. Uh, there's like an episode where they discover that because Neil Flynn was in the actor was in the fugitive and then like they're mm-hmm. watching the fugitive and it's just like, whether they just make it that the janitor was actually in the fugitive. I sometimes forget uh, janitor lore. Cause there's a lot and it's hard to know what is canon and what isn't because in the first couple seasons, they were kind of filming it in a way that, only JD would interact with the janitor and they were going to make it so that he was a Mm -hmm. figment of his imagination. Um, And then they had him interacting with, with other people, but Mm. like, there's a whole thing about like, you never find out what his name is, but then you like think that you find out his name and then it's not. And then in the end, I think you do find out his name, but like, it's also could not be. So I don't know. I, I'm confused about the janitor lore. Seems very reminiscent of uh, the waitress on It's Always Sunny. Yeah. And like just the the recurring joke. She's like, how do you guys not know my name? uh, (laughs) They've talked about it. It's in the the one episode, the the high school reunion episode where Frank steals a name tag and he steals the name tag of Nikki Plotnick. And uh, so everyone's like, oh, that must be your name. And uh, they've, they've come out and said like, no, we just forgot while we were writing the episode. <laughs> like, as she says, someone stole my name tag. Like, they're actually just two separate jokes that they never oh. caught until. They- and, like, they already shot it and they were like, well, shit, we got to go with it now. But, um, because the joke is supposed to be that the waitress is so, uh, forgettable that they didn't even make a name tag for her. And it's just coincidentally, this Nikki Plotnik girl also didn't show up. But, like, they were just, they were like, yeah, that was just one of the dumbest mistakes we've ever. <laughs> Yeah, because I so I noticed that like I looked him up because I was trying to see if I knew him from anywhere else. 
um, Neil Flynn. I've seen The Fugitive. I can't remember what he plays in it, but mm. uh, I have seen that. Uh, I think it was the same creator as Scrubs went on to create uh, The Middle, mm-hmm. which I don't think I've ever watched a full episode, but like I feel like I've seen the start of like 50 of them because it's just like <laughs> I'd be watching TV and it would come on and I was like, I want to watch this. It changed. And he was. He the, plays the dad in yeah. Mean Girls. Yes, he does. Katie Heron's dad. Mm-hmm. Oh. Nice. Well, now I'm. See, I watched Clueless. <laughs> I, I put it on and took a nap, and now I'm like fixing Clueless and Mean Girls. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I don't know. I don't know why I uh, why I missed out on it. And then for a while now, like seeing it, I guess it wasn't really available for streaming, and now seeing it, it has been. I think it may have been on Prime. Um, yeah, I think so. It's kind of like when you're looking, it's, it's hard to find. <laughs> A sitcom with like 180 episodes. <laughs> I'm like, hey, here's something I could sink my teeth into mm-hmm. that I've never seen before. Uh, that maybe I'll like. So, um, so I guess we know. So I guess uh, you know, season nine is dead to everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, is there is there any sort of future? Any talks of reunion? Like every other show's getting reunions these days. Is I know. So I know they're working on. Uh, they're doing a rewatch podcast together. Um, is there any yeah. talk? About- Getting back together. I haven't listened to all of the re the rewatch podcast. Um, I, I would I would guess that it's possible, um, but it's nice because they do bring a lot of like the other cast and some guest stars onto the show. Like the actually the the episode for this episode um, has Sarah Chalk on it. So um, in that way, it's kind of reunion e ish um but i don't know if they i don't know if they ever like have any plans to i didn't know they had a podcast that's mm-hmm. that's pretty sweet um mm-hmm. i'm gonna look it up right now because i want to subscribe fake uh, doctors real friends oh yes nice yeah. um the one thing i like about the show <clears throat> and i don't know if this was a fact or something that someone said but um, I heard it many times that the show, out of all the medical shows that were around during that time, it was the most realistic mm-hmm. um, show. Well, realistic representation of what actual day-to-day life is for medical people uh, or workers, I mean. And yeah, I mean, now that I'm in it, thinking back on the show from what I remember, I was like, yeah, this is pretty it's pretty accurate you know you don't really get serious stuff all the time this isn't like house or gray's anatomy you know it's, mm-hmm. so that's something yeah, that, I, that, that i don't like about it you've heard it too yeah i've heard that too and i've asked i have one friend that's a doctor but like she had, doesn't know the show so she wasn't she couldn't really like offer up any information but what i've heard is like there's one episode where they talk about how when doctors first start out they start working with like these nurses that have been nurses for like 10 15 years so the nurses kind of know more than the doctors do but then at one point there's a shift where like the doctors are like oh no i know what i'm doing now like so they're kind of in charge and i've heard people on just on reddit say that that's like a, a thing that happens a lot so yeah and the fact that like 
there is serious things. There's a lot of death, but it's not like Grey's Anatomy where there's a, a bomb in the hospital. There's a plane crash. Like there's a bomb in a patient. <laughs> yeah. Like it's not all this like crazy stuff. So it's it's just like a little bit more believable. Yeah, I I I agree that because <clears throat> I remember that episode. Um and from what I know from my experience is that sometimes, yeah, you, if, when you get when you get new grad uh providers, doctors, or even physician assistant, the you kind of mm, know a little bit more because you've experienced everything because there's mm-hmm. different fields you can go into um so if you've been doing it for like 10 20 years you kind of seen everything you know what the doctor normally does so you know new providers are just hesitant anyone I, in my experience anyone new into the medical field is very hesitant to make any mistakes and they're unsure because what they teach you in school is a bad foundation but yeah it's know, not a real person sitting in a bed like mm-hmm. And this episode kind of like does like touch on that a bit, like how it's like the first time where it shows like these are like people like fresh out of medical school and like these are like the important like decisions that you're putting on these new doctors and like how devastating it can be. Like yeah. these are people in their like early twenties and yeah. they have to deal with death every single day. You have to become sort of I don't know if callous is the right word, but you kind of have to separate the emotion from decisions you you ultimately have to make and you have to find a way to disconnect it. It's like you just have to do do your job. And so this is really realistic. If it's their first encounter with this and maybe they haven't dealt with it in their personal life, it's it's good to see that they're struggling to make that adjustment. Mm-hmm. that they ultimately make the adjustments what i really love um that they're willing to you know yeah it's yeah. good character growth that's why i could yeah well along with the fact that i blood makes me faint but uh, <laughs> <laughs> i don't i don't think i'd be, be good with that I, I remember hearing this story a while ago i, I don't know who told to me but someone was in med school and they dropped out because when they came to cadaver dissection um the cadaver looked like her father jesus oh and then uh she's just like i can't i can't work on this and they're like you're not gonna work on family members but you're gonna work on a lot of people that remind you like of a lot of people um so you can't get over that now get out <laughs> right like it's um just kind of yeah all right we're getting heavy why don't we <laughs> it is yeah yep we're going down right now. Well, let's let's get into it. Let's 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 feel. Uh, Sam, why the fuck did you make me watch my old lady? Let's. Uh-huh. Um, because uh, I like to cause emotional damage wherever I go. Um, I did I did kind of say like it's the fourth episode, so like it is a good. It is a good like jumping off point. Um, but like the concept that like so I say like one in every three patients that comes through this hospital will die. And so like seeing like Turk, JD, and Elliot all like they each have their own patient, and then you're like, oh, which one of them's gonna die? And then spoiler alert for a 
20 plus year old show they all die and well, they're kind well, of we just are like... discussing the episode i think we can <laughs> we can spoil <laughs> <Yeah>. it freely <laughs> so it's just like and they just have to be like that's just one of those things but they all learn something different from it like turk who's the surgeon has to learn that he's not just the like the faceless person that's gonna you know slice and dice um jd's person um his patient he like gets to know very well and she's like just kind of like convinces them to take time for himself and like not work so hard so it's just they all like learn something from it and um and yeah i mentioned uh, i mentioned before like the music like it's it's such a like it it just like makes the whole episode just so memorable um but then there's some like funny bits throughout it too like this is the one where there's the delivery guy that i've got a ton of bricks for dr dorian And then it hits him like a ton of bricks. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, first, I first thought it was a, a shitting bricks reference. I was like, what? Yeah. And then I was like, no, it's it hit him like a ton of bricks. <laughs> I didn't I did enjoy, I noticed it on the rewatch that um, when he goes to talk to Dr. Kelso, Kelso was signing off something for that delivery man. Yeah. Oh and, yeah. I didn't little, catch that. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, nice. Yeah. and that delivery and driver that. comes back he's he's a a really funny re- recurring character oh, oh, wow. yeah nice like, so maybe it was less um, of a non sequitur than that i i imagined just watching this one no 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 but that's the first time i think that he that he comes up so <clears throat> it definitely and it is a show that's like it it does like care about the little details too yeah. um and then what's going on with the janitor this episode he just like randomly he yeah, he's just yeah, he's just uh, glaring. Uh, he's like doing the whole hand motions. I think at one point he pretends that he's gonna stick his head like on his broom like a pike. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was like I, I so I, I was vaguely aware that the janitor is murderous and just like just uh, haunts um, JD. So that was kind of the one thing that was like a little bit. I think out of the gate would have been a little bit uh, early. They they set it up kind of nicely and at the cold open that. Um, Turk and I didn't actually look up their names because well, I knew I knew Turk. I didn't know what Carla's name was, but I don't think it's ever actually said in the episode. Um, but they're dating, and then JD and Elliot are friends, and then. But what I guess one thing I noticed was kind of weird is that the two pairs are completely separated for the rest of the episode. So you kind of it's like are JD and Elliot a will they won't they? I don't know. I have no idea. I'm assuming mm. they are because I've seen that's every other sitcom in history, but. I guess I'll find out. That's a long story. You have That's got a lot. Uh, yeah. Yep. So and then, a lot to go through. So yeah. so Turk's a surgeon. Are are JD and Elliot just like medical doctors? Random yeah. Doing so JD, um, so yeah, JD does uh, inpatient care, uh, which is kind of like long term people. You know they. They treat people for multiple days. And then Elliot works in the ER. So she sees patients, different patients every day that she's in there. I mean, she may work 12 hours. Gotcha. So, yeah. So I guess that makes makes sense to what uh, the three of them are dealing with because JD is dealing with a woman about to go on dialysis and mm-hmm. there's uh, 
Elliot's patient was the lupus. Was it lupus and had blood clots or something like that? So it's an ER mm-hmm. issue, right? So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, okay, interesting. And then Carla's the. I read. Nurse. Uh, is she the head nurse at this point, or does that happen later? Is she just just. Um... That might happen later. Yeah, it happens later. I think she's just a nurse that's been there yeah. for a long time. And then, yeah, and then kind of, uh, so you see a bit of that, kind of what you talk about, what you were talking about, I guess you see in the, the start of that already where, you know, she's the nurse and knows everything. And then um, I guess they bring up, like, obviously fourth episode of the series. I'm assuming they've, they, they say they've only been here a month. So like that, uh, you know, relying on the nurse to kind of get her feedback instead. And then, some great little bit of growth there passing the Bechdel test <laughs> even though if their episode Carla's name isn't mentioned but <laughs> two named female protagonists have a conversation about <laughs> something that is not a man <laughs> this case is Kansas soda but uh, <laughs> yes that's all oh, that's a really good scene too and oh yeah I love that yeah her her breakdown there is uh it reminded I couldn't can't think of all my head of what it reminded me of but just like the paralysis of not having to make a decision just, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter but like now i can't make any decision mm-hmm. yeah jesus all three of them go through some shit yeah. um i uh was trying to i didn't necessarily recognize uh mrs tanner from anything specific like she's i look she's got like a ton of credit she's done pretty much an episode of like every single mm-hmm. series like uh, and then, yeah, the actress Catherine Houston did pass away in 2012. Um, the kid who plays David Morrison, uh, Travis Lester, uh, I was like, I know this guy from somewhere, and uh, yeah, he's from Euro Trip. So you want to talk about? <laughs> yes. You want to talk about underrated gems? Fuck, I love yeah, Euro Trip. I love that movie, man. <laughs> it's so good. So good. So funny. Uh, Scotty doesn't know might be. One of my favorite songs. Yeah. <laughs> that whole scene. Um, and I'm then really uh, excited about that. Sorry. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I'm glad you both were as excited about your own trip. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely watched it. And I was like not old enough to understand most of the jokes. Lack um, of supervision. <laughs> yeah, I think I may have watched it a few years after it came out, so I was I definitely in college before I saw it. Um. I think I heard the song Scotty Doesn't Know actually before I ever watched the movie. <laughs> oh, yeah, that definitely wow. is, still shows up on playlists these days. Uh, yeah, so he's a, uh, that's kind of his one big role. And then uh, uh, Mrs. Tanner's son, Cooper Thornton, I was like, I know this guy from somewhere. Uh, he's Dr. Harris from Parks and Rec. Oh. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, the guy who, uh, Says that uh, Jerry Gergich has the biggest penis he's ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I, was, I was happy to figure that out. Um, again, yeah, as far as the rest of the, uh, I, I couldn't really sort out who was like guest stars and who was main actors. But uh, yeah, we already talked about John C. McGinley and mm-hmm. all the stuff he's been in. I guess the one character that kind of confused me a bit, and this is just my memory fucking with me, and maybe it's because his last name is Kelso. But I was expecting the character to be uh, an airhead, not a hard ass. So when he's like, every time he's just giving people grief, like he's uh, asking if Turk's making personal calls on time, and he's like, giving JD shit. Um, or what's the uh, family? 
sparing you. That's good. Because <laughs> of the bowling thing. That's... <laughs> You're not making a joke, are you? Not at the moment. <laughs> I don't know. I, I was a little surprised that he was such a hard ass. When was that? Is that like kind of the hope where the character stays or what? Uh... Yeah, he's kind of an asshole the entire time, but it kind of shifts from he's just an asshole because he's evil to he's misunderstood to he kind of has to put out like put on like a hard exterior because he's a chief of medicine and he has to sometimes make very unpopular decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's got a lot of people kind of like all coming at him. So, um, like his his decisions are, from what I remember, are well. It, he has to do it because it's for the good of the hospital and the staff. He has a couple tips with like the nurses and stuff, mm-hmm. but ultimately they humanize him, and it's just like okay, he's making tough decisions. Not everyone's going to be happy. Sometimes he makes decisions that are purely money like oriented mm-hmm. um but they do give them some like some redeeming moments but some so but overall the over if you if you count up all the points i'd say he's mostly asshole then mostly yeah. it's mostly yeah, evil. I, yeah i don't I, I i just kind of had this impression that he was going to be like the kind of character uh i don't know you could pull the wool over his eyes kind of all the time and just like get over get around with like you know monkey shines around him i don't know mm-hmm. <laughs> like just uh so i was a little bit surprised by that but i guess that was just i don't know i guess i expected every every other sitcom with an old man maybe i was i don't know thinking of pierce i don't know what was going on <laughs> or like uh yeah i don't know don't know what i was confusing it with but yeah so but i guess at one point too when he says this is my hospital so i guess is that as it comes up a lot on Grey's Anatomy too. I've I've seen like I've seen a lot more Grey's Anatomy than I'm willing to admit. <laughs> Mostly because I'm too lazy to get up and walk out of the room. But uh, <laughs> is that like is that who runs a hospital? Like who's the boss at a hospital? Like does everyone have different bosses? Is there one person who's like everybody's boss at a hospital? I don't know. Um, I think I don't know. I there there is a chief medical director, and mm-hmm. they're in charge of all. As far as I know, all medical decisions that are made in the hospital, it, it goes through him. I'm sure there's someone else that's in charge of like support. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know? Um, yeah. So the janitor but, reports to somebody else. <laughs> pretty much. Um, I'm talking about the character. I'm not talking about... I'm not... <laughs> Using janitor as a derogatory term for anyone in custodial <laughs> services. <laughs> please, please don't cancel me. It's all right. Only my sister's listening. Um, I'm sure there's a very complicated org chart at each hospital. Yeah. Who yeah, reports need, to who? You need a Deutsch fruit there with the <laughs> emergency with a chart. <laughs> it's, a, chart. it's a yellow line because you're a coward. Uh, <laughs> All right, so, so Kelso's, I guess, at the top of the food chain. Um, I was really impressed by the Dr. Cox character because, again, I just kind of had some preconceived notions. Uh, probably the most recent thing I'd seen John C. McGinley in was uh, season eight of Brooklyn Nine-Nine where he played the the head of the police union. Uh, right. oh, yeah. Probably one of the biggest assholes ever on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. <laughs> um, so, like, I was expecting a bit more of that evilness. So, like, just... 
just the way he was interacting with the characters. And I guess I, I, I didn't really fully understand his, either if he was just like a senior dog, I don't know if he's responsible for the main three, or is he just kind of like, cause I know he has the, Oh, I didn't grab the quote, but I did grab the, uh, I guess I have the start and the end of the conversation. Oh, she said she thinks it's amazing that your fancy private school didn't teach you any Spanish, considering that a third of your patients speak it as a primary language. <laughs> yeah, like every doctor here speaks Spanish. Hola, Senora Guerrero. Como se siente hoy? So already showing them up, and then uh, when he's when he's really bashing Elliot later on. Laugh so that she doesn't think I'm yelling at you. So, <laughs> 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 like, like, what's... I really, I really like Zoltan, like how, you know, he's the one that kind of consoles her at the end too. Like he did everything right. Um, you know, this is just, this is just life and death and that just happens. Mm-hmm. Like, so what's, like what's Cox's kind of professional, like, is he above them? Is he, or is he just a dot? Like what's kind of the deal with that? He's definitely, he's definitely above. above. Mm-hmm. He's I, an attending. He, They're I, residents and he's an attending. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know a lot about the U.S. So uh, I think they report they they report to him. So any decisions that are made for any patients, they ultimately have to go by him, and then he has to trust them enough to let them go on their own to make those decisions later on once he trusts them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it seemed like Turk was reporting to a chief different of head surgery. surgery. Yeah, chief of surgery. Yeah. yeah, chief of surgery. Um, the guy who spots the uh, was it Luke mm-hmm. or whatever? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But I he he plays a um, he comes off as a dick, but he always has these tender moments with the with the the, the characters and kind of like a hard ass father figure. Mm-hmm. He doesn't sugarcoat shit. Calls JD by women's names. Mm-hmm. Like Throughout he respects the whole series. Yep, he respects them. But he'll never tell them outright. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he respects him. I didn't. I didn't grab any of the things that he calls calls Elliot, but I was like, "Holy shit!" Like, <laughs> you get fired for calling someone Doctor Barbie these days. Yeah, like, he dude. calls her Barbie. I think like pretty much throughout the whole series. Yeah. Like, what is that? I'm. I'm gonna shake you till all the bad information. Whatever he says it. <laughs> that he has scene, some though, pretty like amazing insults it i mean the whole scene where he's just so he starts counting and then it ends with the laugh so she doesn't think i'm yelling at you like he's just like she doesn't speak english and just like because eh. he's like so he's got the bedside manner going on but he's just like ripping her new asshole. yeah <laughs> yeah yeah it was pretty uh it was a pretty well written well performed scene i mean i uh, i don't i mean he's just I mean, he's just great in everything. Mm-hmm. I celebrate his entire catalog as he's. <laughs> oh wait, wait! Movie reference. <laughs> nice. Uh, um, I don't know how many times I've seen. I feel like Office Space has really uh, ruined my entire life. Awesome. So yeah, so I did. I know I don't know with fresh eyes if you are supposed to expect that it's going to be. JD's patient that dies. Um, or if they're even going to do like a swerve and like, oh, they're all good doctors and they all get to live. Yay, happy ending. But as I started watching the episode, uh, it is quote at the start, which, you know, I usually try to pull funny quotes. There's nothing funny about this. He said that one out of every three patients that's admitted to this place 
will die here. Which, think about anyone I know who's ever been admitted to a hospital, that's that tracks. As I started watching the episode, I was like, Am I, is this the like the one episode of Scrubs I've seen before? And it seems strangely familiar. And then uh, it's once Hallelujah starts playing. And what I re- realized is that uh, at some point last year, it's a, it's a podcast. I actually found them through the Instagram account. They started following. And so I started listening to their podcast called Lyrics for Lunch. Uh, they go through different, uh, kind of like what we do with epi- TV episodes, except they do it with song lyrics. Oh, cool. And then go, uh, they'll like break down a song and like, if the, the guy singing it was a piece of shit, they'll go into what a piece of shit he is. And then, um, you know, some, some sometimes it's used in pop culture. So they did they did two parts on Hallelujah. And uh, so naturally they talk about uh, Shrek. <laughs> naturally. We all, think, we all, think all roads like, lead back to Shrek. They, uh, but then they also, they, they did tell the story about this one episode. And then, uh, so once it started, I was like, ah, oh, fuck yes. This podcast I randomly listened to last year spoiled this fun episode, <laughs> which so I couldn't remember exactly what the twist was going to be at the end. I thought it was going to be in my head is like, oh, it's going to just be the kid that dies or something. And then it's like, oh, no, oh, fuck it. Three of them. Dies. <laughs> Some days you don't get the odds. Uh, yeah, that was that was rough. I was not ready. <laughs> no, I was not ready this time around because the the older woman she says like something like i'm 74 i've had a long life i'm ready to go and i was like my mom is 74 yeah if she ever sat in a hospital bed and said i'm ready to go i would be very mad i don't know yeah Yeah, i guess uh i did i did i was definitely 74 seemed way too young to be saying that but Mm -hmm. uh um i think i think i mean this might be kind of one of the the themes of the episode or at least what jd is going through um is that i thought it was a really great scene like when he's going through the notepad and talking he's like all the things he he'd done in life and this and that and he like writes down everything he can think of and she's like i've done it all mm-hmm. and when he has that like oh yeah well once you've done it all maybe it's just because she's had such a fascinating life she's okay with it right but it's just like once you've done it all like it's hard sitting on the other side of that and like i haven't done anything yet and being like oh how am i ever i think about this a lot actually like how am i ever going to be at the point where i'm just be like no i'm ready it's like Mm. no i'm never going to be ready but uh uh, i think this is what really like was choking me up when i watched the episode is like oh this old lady giving advice to jd i think was the kind of thing i needed to hear was just like Go out and live a life and do something good so that when you're 74 and they tell you you need to go on dialysis, you'd be like, no, that's cool. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I've done it. I've been there and done it, right? So it's, uh, it, it fucking hit me hard. Like it was, it was heavy. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. It, but I think in the end, it, uh, I think about just, doing this silly little show with you guys, right? Like, it's the kind of thing where, you know, we just get here and gab about stupid shows for a couple hours, but it's like, <laughs> hey, I'm doing something. There are, our thoughts are being preserved out there. And there, that's, it's, um, when he gets to the point at the end where he's talking about, like, sometimes you get the bad odds 
and not everyone makes it. And it's like, at least you could take something from it. And it's showing them all like, uh, you know, Turk becomes friends with the next guy he's going to do surgery on. He doesn't just, uh, oh, I got to lighten the mood here for a second. Well, his name is Hernia Patient, but we've got close, so I like to call him Hernia. He must feel so safe and taken care of. <laughs> Shut up. So like Turk's taking that away and uh, and JD is like, you know, he's taking away the lesson from this old lady. So I think, you know, maybe I don't think I'm going to go to the top of the Meiffel Tower. Uh, (laughs) Don't necessarily want to go to Asia or anything, but like, you know, I think I think maybe some of the the best really that anyone can do is just to leave an influence on anyone else. Right. Like that's that's really that's all going to be left in me in the end. Right. So like when when she leads him with that and he reflects on that and you know spends the time sitting on the grass with his friends i don't know it was an amount of beauty that i wasn't expecting to see <laughs> especially after that garbage episode of charlie work that i just picked <laughs> <laughs> or especially after like the silly bits like the bricks falling or like yeah. uh moments before that jd uh stuffs a little girl's head into a cake yeah um That's what i'm saying yeah i don't do i have any more of the uh i didn't pull any more of the non-sequiturs out but i really like mrs tanner like even right away she like can see through like <laughs> there's a really like it's a very quiet line about like uh who is this doc like do you have coupons for this hospital <laughs> <laughs> and then uh yeah she she's guiding him right away and yeah this was my favorite line of hers make him know you're a man not a boy Make them know you're a man, not a boy. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> we all need little old ladies <laughs> to give us that sort of advice. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know. It, uh, yeah, this one, this one really got to me. I don't know. Could be, could be that I've upped my antidepressant medication <laughs> the last couple of days. Uh, oh, then you're know. totally ready to watch all the Scrubs. It's really <laughs> hitting you. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, it. Uh, no, I don't know. It's. I mean, yeah. Like, I don't know. Not to be too serious about it but like that's that's a big like i was uh i've talked about this before like definitely been dealing with depression and didn't really know what it was and yeah a couple weeks ago i got diagnosed with mdd which i keep calling massive depressive whatsoever but it's not the m stands for i think it's major it's like i call it mega mega depression <laughs> massive depression. but yeah so it's it's that's been kind of a concern of mine for a lot is like when I go, which is hopefully well after the age of 74, like what's, what's going to be the show for it. And I think this definitely gave me a very calming, like, Hey man, we're not all going to be these big things, but just, you know, if you can do something nice that someone will remember you for, I think that's, that just might be enough. So I don't know. Very beautiful. Very beautiful. Very well written. Very, I don't know. I can't believe something this old that's just been out there just, came to me at this time that I needed to hear it. Exactly. So, so fuck you for picking this episode. But thanks a lot. <laughs> Next week we're doing, I don't know, something silly, <laughs> something really silly. I don't know. Gus, were you, uh, were you emotionally devastated by this episode as I was? I remember, I remember the, the episode and I was like, oh, okay, I think the old lady dies. Um, and I completely forgot that all three of them died. And I was so surprised by that. I was like, oh, my God. So I was kind of hit by it because, like, one, I was surprised that they all died. And like the old lady said, you got to go out there and, you know, live your life and 
touch the grass and live your life. Mm-hmm. So yeah, pretty sit, much. Sit on the grass and not do anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I, enjoy uh, the little things and you know, and just yeah, live in the present, I guess. Or you can be like Carla. I like to wait. I like a guy to want it so bad he basically thinks he isn't gonna get it ever. <laughs> then when he's lost the will to live, that's when I jump him. <laughs> it's the little things. Carlo's got to figure it out. Yeah, I uh, yeah. So I watched it one morning, and then my wife, you know, I was like, I need to label this episode of Scrubs. I watched today, so I was like, first of all, it's like they all die, <laughs> and it was like, um, it was like the one woman they couldn't save just because it was they tried everything and like. Um, you know the great lesson there with like with with dr cox it even says it earlier in the episode and i wish i grabbed the quote because it's a great thing where he's just like we're just everything here is a stall that's all we're doing um which is kind of like yeah that's sometimes a little bit what life is it's just a bit of a stall right so mm-hmm. but when he tells her in the end like you know it's uh you did you did everything you could and that it was just her time which she was also 40 which uh yeah that's fucking terrifying <laughs> little too close to 35 for my like <laughs> uh and then uh, they don't even say how old the kid is but uh I think like 18 19 like like a kid yeah which i did go back and i found the catch on youtube and i was like that wasn't that great of a play guess <laughs> <laughs> you are uh you're kind of in the san francisco area is it like san francisco is a 49ers fans where you are up there mm, yeah i want to yeah. say yes 49er fans warriors so if I besmirch the catch, anyone listening locally, come find me. Come find me up here in Canada. I mean, but uh, I have no idea. What I'll that tell is. them where you live. Mm. <laughs> you, you, you don't. You have no idea. <laughs> We've established you don't understand Canadian geography. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh the line, just the dad uh, uh, consoling Turk and just being like, "Man, I'm just glad he had a friend here." Right? Like that was. That was pretty emotionally devastating too. And then kind of everything leading up to uh I was going on with JD and like and she's like, Do you want a hug? <laughs> it's just like <laughs> Oh, yeah. it's so sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty yeah. sneaky death. That's <laughs> shit. <laughs> 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 um and I'm telling you, this is not this, I mean, maybe everyone's different, obviously, but I personally don't think this is the most devastating episode trying to think what other tv series is hmm oh i don't know maybe it wasn't the entire series but there's a surprising i guess um last man on earth with will forte <gasps> and mm. christian Shaw. uh yeah. like the most cringiest comedy out there and then i won't i won't spoiler it so i don't have to put it <laughs> i mean i'm getting lazy i don't want to put a spoiler alert in it afterwards but there's an episode in the middle of the second season which is like starts out hilarious and then is like the most gut-wrenching thing <laughs> I think I've ever seen, which is just kind of a, a swerve. So I guess now that I know that the show's regularly gonna test <laughs> my tear ducts. Then, yeah, uh, it's maybe, gonna maybe, clear out the tear ducts. Yeah, maybe it'll be maybe it'll be ready. Feel feelings <laughs> every day in my life. So um you can get back to heaviness if there's anything else but i'll uh i'll cleanse the palate with uh with some show details that i that i found this aired so as i mentioned yeah all right let's let's talk about lighthearted this aired six weeks after 9 11 <laughs> <laughs> um 
<laughs> I, uh, so the show originally uh, aired on Tuesday nights. I guess it was only, it was definitely in the, uh, it aired alongside The Office, kind of in The Office's first couple seasons. It was part of the Comedy Night Done Right block for a little while, but it was airing on Tuesday alongside uh, Emerald, which was the sitcom that starred Emerald Legacy. The BAM guy? No, the, yeah, the BAM. Yeah, BAM. Yeah. Yeah, that's because Bam became such a popular catchphrase. They gave him a sitcom, um, a show called Three Sisters, which I couldn't find anything on. Mm. And then the ninth season of Frasier. Mm. Um, and then I can see why they were so ready to cancel the show because of like it had ratings basically way lower. But this is 2001. So people were still watching TV. 12.7 million viewers which is like more than any episode of The Office except for uh, the one that aired after the Super Bowl. Uh, the only thing that beat it was a show called The Guardian, which is apparently starred Simon Baker. Don't remember. Hmm. Beat out an episode of Spin City because Spin City was still on. <laughs> wow. um, I'm pretty that had to be the Charlie Sheen years by then. And then uh, Fox was airing a reality show called Love Cruise uh, where people were... I don't know, it was like Bachelor on a boat, I guess. It's maybe okay. Bachelor before the Bachelor. Hmm. Very Fox. This is just when like Fox is just throwing reality shows at the wall, just seeing what would stay. Yeah. Also aired up against the pilot for Smallville on the WB and Roswell, which was still airing on the UPN on UPN because the WB and UPN were still a thing back then. I don't even know what UPN is. They both they merged into the CW. Oh, gotcha. But UPN was like uh, what used to be on UPN. I think Sister Sister used to be on UPN. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, Channel 13, I think, over here on basic cable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 So, like, the fact that it was getting, it got 12. I was looking up, like, season two, season, like, one of the season premieres got, like, 20 million viewers. Jesus. So, like, yeah. But that was just, I don't know. We didn't have the internet. <laughs> Mm-hmm. 2001 as much so um yeah like by season seven they were down to like three million per season so like it's weird that they like lit community and parks and recreation kind of do shows and and live like that but like the show that had been up there and was down they're like yeah no canceled uh episode was directed by mark buckland uh the first a lot of first since this was such an early episode uh he did eight all together uh, he did episodes of Ed, uh, My Name is Earl, Better Off Ted, Sean Saves the World, Santa Clarita, Santa Clarita Diet. So, you know, it kind of feels like the same kind of wheelhouse comedy that it says. Mm-hmm. Uh, written by Matt Tarsus, his first of seven scrubs. Um, he's written a bunch of other series. Uh, the one that was most recognizable to me was uh, he wrote some Fresh Prince of Bel-Airs back in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, he created... Uh, a show in 2018 called Alex Inc., which stars Zach Braff, and uh, was apparently based off the life of the guy that started Gimlet Media, the podcast company. We are far away from ever being on something like Gimlet Media. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, talking about high-rated episodes, this has an outstanding 9.1 on IMDb. Mm. So uh, yeah, makes it the eighth only makes it the eighth highest ranked scrub uh 10 episodes altogether have a nine or higher so that uh mm-hmm. season eight my finale or whatever it was called mm-hmm. that was my finale yeah 
Yeah. It uh, it had a nine point seven, so that's just a uh, just a hair below Charlie work. So hmm. that's I got a lot of episodes to get through to get to that one. <laughs> the last thing I had, uh, super tangent, but as I was watching the credits, um, I think it's the second set of names that show up are Neil Goldman and Garrett Donovan as executive producers. It's like I've seen those names before, um, partially because they both worked. Uh, I looked them up on IMDb. They both worked on Family Guy and wrote uh, a couple episodes. Um, and there's a character called Neil Goldman on Family Guy. Oh, yeah. uh, Meg's boyfriend. I can't I can't do that S sound that he does. <laughs> um, so Neil Goldman's named after Neil Goldman. Um, and their names were in the credits a lot. They wrote 13 Scrubs. Apparently, there's a Neil Goldman character on the episode My Boss's Free Haircut. So he has two characters named after him. And then the episode, My ABCs, there's interns named Neil and Garrett. And then uh, they went on to be executive producers on Community. And they are the namesakes for Fat Neil and Garrett. Save Garrett. Save Garrett. Didn't, did we? Did we save Garrett? (laughs) So, so yeah, Neil, I was like, no wonder Neil Goldman's name looked familiar. There's like tons of sitcom characters named after him. I don't know how much he had to do with this episode, but his name, their names were in the credits. So I just, I really needed to get out of the, uh, (laughs) the depression spiral I was in. I don't know. Here's what you do. Don't watch more scrubs. (laughs) Oh, I, I just realized it now. Because we talked about it uh, in an earlier podcast, BoJack Horseman. That's a show you cannot watch unless you're in a good headspace. <laughs> As well as I was like, what's what's the other show that's like super depressing but funny? It's like, oh yeah, no, BoJack Horseman. Yeah, Will Arnett. We're coming full circle around. <laughs> oh, that, that may have been before you joined the calls. <laughs> oh, that was that's how I uh, that's how I was testing to make sure that the uh, the drop board worked. Oh come on. <laughs> oh shit all right well um we're we're deep into the night um i don't know any anything else on my old lady or scrubs no. that's emotional no. damage we've mm-hmm. we've beaten those three dead horses <laughs> <laughs> oh shit it's supposed no, to I... just be one dead horse but then all three of them died oh shit no i'm not gonna tell the story about places i've seen dead horses all right uh go to a lot of horse bulls here um (laughs) i don't think more than two have died at the same one anyways all right i think that's about time we wrap it up um if you listen to the last episode you'll hear me bemoaning that as like shit i had a way that i wanted to end the episode and I realized after we were done recording is that I wanted to, oh, let's just pump what the next episode will be about because we recorded these both back to back. Can't use it this time because we're done recording for the day. <laughs> Gus and I have made our picks for the next round, but we will be back in two weeks with another episode. It'll either be the one Gus picked or the one I picked, one or the other. Um I'm leaning towards a Simpsons episode for my pick because I know Gus has said that he hasn't watched many of the old ones. Uh, I don't I don't know if I'll find one that's emotionally devastating. <laughs> um, <I don't, laughs> Gus had mentioned uh, 
uh, I won't hold you to it. I know you mentioned at one point you want to do the Futurama dog episode. Uh, no. <laughs> That's going to hit you harder now that you have a dog. Yeah, I can't even imagine. No. Yeah. It's the, it's the um, luck of the fry. It's the one about his brother is the one that really gets to me right now. Yeah. Just weird because I don't even have a brother. but <laughs> I do have a sister. She's the only one listening. She loves Scrubs. I'm sure she's <laughs> listened all the way to the end. Uh, if she wants to email in and tell us uh, when she started watching Scrubs, or you can do it as well. The email address is comedy night podcast of right at gmail.com. Still using the comedy night podcast of right socials. So you can find us at comedy night podcast of right on Instagram at, at comedy night pod one on Twitter, or uh, we have subreddit episode discussions that no one ever posts in uh, subreddit is comedy night. Sorry, reddit.com slash r slash comedy night pod right. Um, we gave Gus shit the last episode. So now we're assuming by the time this airs that Primo's Primeros has been out for three weeks. But uh, where can Oof. we find you on Instagram, Gus? Uh, Primo's underscore Primeros. It, things will be on there by the time this episode airs. <laughs> that should be like the end of July. So hopefully. The, yes, that's enough. That's a lot of time. Yeah. What, uh, what kind of release schedule are you guys thinking about? Uh, we're thinking once a month for like the first four or five months. And then after that, one every one every two weeks, kind of like yeah. we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Highly, highly recommend starting slower <laughs> than yeah. picking it up. Yeah. We yes. might do it for a year, you know, we'll see. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, well, why am I saying cool, cool, cool when I can? Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, where can we find you on social media? You can find me on Instagram at Sam underscore Thistle. Awesome. And if you want to see my dog, who, and now I'm never going to be able to watch Jurassic Park, nope. uh, you can follow my dog. It's Indy the Doodle on Instagram. Um, I don't know. There are probably pictures of me sometimes on there, too. That's the only socials I'll be using. So with that, that's another episode of TV Makes Sense. We will be back in two weeks. Uh, I don't. I don't think I'm going to pick an emotionally devastating episode. I'm not going to do that to you guys. <laughs> but so who no knows? F- no Futurama, huh? Oh, you guys pick whatever you want. <laughs> you can do it. You can pick it if you want. But uh, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll talk about what episodes we'll do next because it's, it's dealer's choice. You can pick whatever you want. <laughs> so, but. Uh, yeah, I'll try to pick something from our list that uh, at least one of you hasn't seen before and talk about that. So with that, uh, yeah, we'll leave it with that level of uns- uncertainty because I guess death is the only thing certain in life and what the next episode of this isn't. <laughs> That's as good a place as any way to end it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Thanks for listening. That'll be that. Death will come for us all. I'll come back now. Here. Same bad time, same bad station. Okay, love you, bye-bye. This concludes our broadcast day. <laughs>